What's up, party people? I don't. I guess that's just become the intro of this podcast. We're party people. So, anyways, I hope you're feeling as incredible as I am. I hope you're doing amazing. I hope you're doing well. I'm so bloody excited to be back here recording an episode. Um, really excited because I feel like I've lived four months in the past two days, and. I'm like right now having an internal dialogue of if I want to share what happened in this episode or sit with it a bit longer and continue. I think I'm going to choose the later option. I'm going to sit with this experience and talk to you about it in an upcoming episode. That's what I usually do. I like to give myself time to germinate with it, but I will say the Moldavite kicked in. If you listen to my last episode or the one before that, I was saying how, like, yeah, the Moldavite was doing a lot at first, but it's just not right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it it said, oh, really? You think I'm not working, baby? And it showed me. What I want to talk about today is several things, but mainly I want to go deeper into what I experienced in my past life regression. And um, I'm also reading right now a book by Michael Newton. He is a psychologist and also a hypnotherapist, and the book is called Journey of Souls. It's a it's a book of case studies um, about the journey of souls, and if you know me, I'm an Aquarius stellium, Aquarius sun, Aquarius mercury, Aquarius Uranus, and Aquarius Neptune, and Aquarius, uh, my Aquarius sun is my chart ruler, so I'm Aquarius through and through, um, and I love to learn things, and I love facts. I love it. As spiritual as I am, I love facts, and I love, like, case studies are my thing. Basically, this book tells you about what it's like in your life between lives, essentially the spirit world, and Michael Newton, this doctor, hypnotizes people, and I know hypnotizes is like a... I don't even know if nuance is the right word, but, like, it has a definite definite connotation to it. Like, people have their own opinions about hypnosis, but, honestly, you're probably not listening to this podcast if that's what you think. Um, it's essentially, like, a meditative trance state, and he gets them to this state through hypnotherapy. Regardless, he allows them and helps them access not only their past life, but what their life was like in between these lifetimes. And I started reading this book maybe five days after I had my past life regression experience. And it was ridiculously divine timing. And that's one of my favorite parts of the spiritual journey is just your awareness to everything and how beautiful divine timing is. Because I had heard of this book prior, but it was never something that was, like, highly on my radar, and then one of my close friends was like, Allison, I'm reading this book, you would love it, so I ordered it immediately, and it was wild because so much of what I experienced in my past life regression is how these people were explaining the spirit world, so here we go, buckle up, I'm gonna explain my past life regression, it was one of the greatest things I've ever experienced in my life. And if you want to do it, I highly, 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 highly recommend it. If I remember, I will leave the link in the description of this podcast. But if not, you may just look it up on YouTube. Look up Past Life Regression. It's one of the first ones that pops up. His name is Brian Weiss, W-E-I-S-S, I believe is how you spell it. But regardless, he is an older man sitting in a chair and that's what the YouTube video looks like. Um, 
I do recommend if you're going to do it, put on like a 10 minute meditation beforehand. On YouTube, you can like set up a cue to where videos will play back to back. Put yourself up with a 10 minute meditation beforehand and then play the past life regression just because it like he he doesn't really get you into a meditative state before going into it. He sort of does, but I just recommend that. So basically, I don't remember how he even started the meditation, but I remember like the steps I was taken through. Um, I know he took you into some form of a garden. I don't know. That's like, that's beyond the point. But the first sort of step back he takes you into, he gradually works your way up to like your past life was remembering a memory from your childhood in this lifetime and basically how he describes it is you remember it in great detail you remember everything about this memory um and just like whatever comes up you know that's what you're supposed to remember so I was like okay also just go into this with such an open mind because I even for like a second was like um what if my like brain tries to like make things up or whatever just trust that whatever comes up is exactly what's meant to. So the first memory that came up for me, well, there was this memory, was it was just a regular old evening at my grandparents' house. If you haven't listened to my podcast much or if you don't know me much, I was raised by my grandparents, my absolute best friends, my safe people. Um, my mamaw is my best friend. Also, yes, I call her mamaw. <laughs> she's my best friend and my grandpop was also my best friend but he passed away six and a half years ago and they were the only sense of security stability unconditional love that I experienced as a child and that is key here Um, because something once again if you haven't listened to my podcast lately something that I've really been working through for the past six months has been my beliefs, stories, subconscious programming, everything like that surrounding receiving love and being deserving of so. So that's something to consider and keep in mind throughout this entire story. So yeah, it was just a regular old evening. We were having spaghetti and garlic bread for dinner. Nothing exciting was happening. I got a shower. I went and sat after my shower with my grandpa on his recliner. I would always do this every single night. I'd sit with him on his recliner and my mama would make me a milkshake and we'd watch the antique road show. It was incredible and I loved it. And we'd also watch like American Pickers and Storage Wars and the Waltons. And then my grandpa would go to bed and my mama and I would turn the channel to the Long Island Medium <laughs> because my grandpa thought that was bullshit. But funny enough, he ended up coming through to a medium um, last year <laughs> and he laughed about it because he was like, sorry for making fun of you guys. That's pretty cool, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Regardless, that was the memory I had. Just like a stable evening, safe, fun, loving, like nothing crazy, you know, something secure. Um, and I just felt so, like, held, and I honestly am getting emotional right now even thinking about it because it's just something so simple, and that's why inner child work is so important because something so simple as just, like, a regular old night, I hold so closely to my heart because I didn't experience that super often, it's it's difficult for me because I don't remember a lot of my childhood so I don't have like a ton of memories specifically of nights like this like I said I was raised by my grandparents but I still would see my other parents on certain nights a week so if you there I, I don't know if there are many people share this experience but 
and I'm also going way into detail of something I don't need to, but I would have a schedule. Um, for a while, I couldn't see one parent. For a while, I couldn't see other. And for the first couple of years after my parents' divorce, I didn't see either of them. And if I would see one, it would be like on Wednesday nights. And if I would see the other, it might be like I had a schedule. But mainly, I was at my grandparents' house. But when I think about my childhood, obviously, I'm so grateful for my grandparents. But my brain often... I don't know, it just, there were so many traumatic events that it feels like I didn't experience much stability because of how much trauma I experienced, when in reality I did have a great deal of stability with my grandparents, but it just felt, you know how it is for children, regardless, (laughs) that's what I'm trying to say. I wasn't trying to like diminish how much they actually did for me because they did create an incredibly safe environment for me, regardless. Um, I remembered that memory and then he takes you through feeling like remembering being in your mother's womb and I felt very warm but that was it (laughs) I just felt warm I mean what else is a baby gonna feel right I felt warm and it's wild how you can like actually access this because your higher self remembers all so when you're doing this I believe you're tuning into your subconscious mind but also your higher self um And then it walks you through your birth. And the process of birth, I didn't really remember, but I remembered being born and instantly feeling uneasy. I could feel the tension in the room between my parents. Um, Didn't know why there was tension, but I I guess there just always was. And we're getting personal today. Which, when aren't we? I'm just literally constantly sharing you my experiences of my healing journey. (laughs) I just like getting personal with people. And I think it's really great to be able to get to know me outside of just like, what I teach people, you know? I don't know. I just, I'm not explaining myself. I remembered feeling so safe when my grandmother held me. That's what, why am I calling my grandmother? My mamaw. I remember feeling so safe when she held me. Um, and then basically he's like, okay, now there's a white light outside of the door of your hospital room or wherever you were born. You're going to begin walking to that. And as you walk through that light, you're now in your past life and you have a random memory, whatever you want to remember. And what I remembered was I, first of all, was at the top of a hill and I was overlooking this beautiful, 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 like pond with trees around it. I was a very tall hill and I was at the top, like looking at it from almost a bird's eye view. And I just started sprinting down the hill and I wasn't running away from anything. I was very happy. I was like frolicking through this grassy field down to a pond and I could tell I was wearing a dress. It felt like like a dusty pink. No, it was more like a white dress, maybe dusty pink. I don't know. I feel like it was white. Um, and I was just running down this hill and I, I could tell I was with someone but I couldn't make out their features, and I, I just felt their energy, like, I couldn't even really look at them, really, like, I didn't even really see them, it's really hard to explain, um, and it's interesting, because this is exactly how it's explained in the journey of souls, when we see people in the spirit world, we can't, they don't have, like, they might have certain features to make themselves identifiable, but, for the most part, you just sense their energy, and that's how it was, and I knew this person was my soulmate, I just knew it. And I believe in multiple soulmates. Like, I believe in platonic and romantic and all of that. But, like, this is a soulmate for many lifetimes. And I knew it. And it was just a sensation of, like, you'll know when you meet this person in this lifetime. And that, like, really took me back. I was like, holy shit. And we were just running around. And then it took me to 
I also could just tell like this pond was someplace that I very much valued in this lifetime. And then he tells you to go to like one of the best days of your life in this lifetime. And another little side note that is there's a lot of side notes here because they all are really relevant. My favorite movie has always been since I was a child. Well, I've had two, The Lion King, but mainly Brother Bear. And that's a movie not a lot of people talk about <laughs> or know about. I like talk to people about Brother Bear a lot and they're like, oh, okay. I love that movie. And I like, I would watch it on repeat when I was little and I never knew why. And bro- both of them, Brother Bear 2 as well. I loved it. And I just always felt so, like, I remember always saying, like, the Aurora Borealis. Like, I loved that movie. And I can't even begin to explain to you. And when I was at the pond, like, in the first memory I was telling you about, we were frolicking around. I had a sensation that, like, bears live around here. Like, I just knew bears lived wherever we were. Um, So then we go to the happiest day of my life. And I am in this sort of, like, teepee. I guess. And it was very snowy and I was almost sure I was in Alaska. Couldn't quite tell. Um, Obviously, I don't really know, (laughs) but it was very snowy and I I like walked out of this structure, which wasn't exactly a structure, but I walked out and I realized I'm, everyone's looking at me and I'm wearing a dress and it's not like a regular dress. It's like a very cultural dress and I look up and it's just I'm surrounded by indigenous people and I don't want to say they're Native Americans because once again I could be wrong and they may not have been in Alaska um Native Alaskans I guess would they still be considered Native Americans because Alaska is in America but I Alaska is more specific whatever (laughs) you get what I'm trying to say And that is also very relevant because since a child, I've always been incredibly pulled to Native American culture. I've always been almost positive I had it in my lineage. And then when I got my um, DNA back and I didn't, I was so surprised and everyone in my life was because they were also convinced I had it in my lineage based off of how drawn I was to it naturally. Um, So that's like, oh, that's why it's a past life thing. Also another piece of information that is there's just a lot of synchronicities here my grandpa once again my best friend passed away he was native american him and i were not blood related um but he was native american and his native american ancestors are showing up for me currently in my ancestry work and i just thought that was cool to add and i was like of course there'd be this synchronicity and of course it would be in a past life as well so i noted that and i also noted it didn't feel like I had any immediate family there. Like, I I don't know how to explain it. When you do a past life regression, you can just feel, like, you just feel things. You just feel the energy. Um, and I could just feel like none of these people are like my mother, my father. I felt like possibly a grandparent was in the, in the teepee, um, but I wasn't sure, and I just knew there was no immediate family in there, but I wasn't upset about it I was like this is my community like I these are my people and everyone was dancing and it was beautiful and once again I saw my soulmate but I couldn't make out his features I couldn't make out what he was wearing it was just like a silhouette of light almost like and I just knew like I'm in love with this person like this is my person I'm so in love with it was beautiful and as I'm like walking it's not even an aisle but I'm walking down this pathway 
um, people are on each side just dancing and, and singing and making noises and it's beautiful. I look up in the sky and as I look up, an eagle flies over and as soon as that happened, I knew instantly that is my grandpa. And I also have a very strong feeling that was my first life um, because I something told me this is our first life together. And I have a feeling that my grandfather and I have been incarnating together since the beginning of time <laughs> or our time or my time or one of our times. So I just had this feeling of like, this is whatever. I knew it was him. I started sobbing in real life. And it was just, it hit me. I was like, wow, it, it really hit me because it was just sort of this feeling of this is a celebration of my love with another individual celebrating my love. What? As I've been working through receiving love, it shows me a celebration of my love. It was wild. And then he sort of guides you through, okay, you're wrapping up now, you're enjoying this moment, now it's taking you to the end of your lifetime, the end of this lifetime, and he makes it very clear there is no pain here, you are not scared, it is very peaceful, and it takes me back to the pond that I saw in the first place, and I was sitting on, I don't know if it was a dock, but I was sitting somewhere, it felt like a dock, but I don't know if it was a dock. See, the thing with me when I meditate, some part is visualization but a lot of it is just like the sensation of it so I don't always get a very clear picture I had a very clear picture of the pond but that's just a part of it so I was back sitting by this pond and I realized I'm feeling very sad and just distraught and lonely and I get a clear picture and I notice there's letters around me and I'm holding one of the letters and I, I feel like I'm crying. Once again, I didn't have a super clear image, but it felt like I, I just could tell I was sad. And as I get closer to looking at these letters, I'm realizing they're from my soulmate. And I also realized that he had died. And I am sitting here mourning the loss of my soulmate at my safe place. Um, this pond was my safe place. And as I, I don't know how I want to put this into order. I guess I'll, I'll say the lesson I learned from this lifetime after and just continue in the order of this. Or should I do that or not? Mm, no, I'll say no. Basically, it hit me. Something that I have been working through a lot in this lifetime surrounding this topic is I received so obviously once again I say this every time I talk about my grandparents I love my grandmother she treated me so well she is the best person ever I love her but my grandfather and I we just had a different type of connection he he loved me in a way that nobody has ever loved me before we just had a different type of bond and I have been working through it and every time it comes up it's like I had this pure love with someone with my grandfather and it got ripped away from me because he died. And that really made me feel like I didn't deserve love. Keep that in mind. I came to this realization that in this past life, I had I literally wrote it in my journal. I had such a pure and beautiful love with my soulmate and it got ripped away from me. And every single lifetime since then has been me trying to mend the abandonment issues that came from that. Holy shit, did that just hit you as hard as it hit me? 
every single lifetime I've been working towards figuring out and solving these abandonment issues and I'm ending the cycle now because I finally got it and my grandfather wasn't sent to make me realize like oh I don't deserve love I wrote in my journal like there was a lot of lessons in all of the things I experienced, but one of them, not a single one of them, was that I do not deserve love. And if anything, my grandfather was sent here to show me just how much love I actually do deserve and what to look for. That hit me so hard because I, I, it was a sense of like compassion for myself again of it goes so much farther than this lifetime. This thing I've been working towards, this thing I've been struggling with heavily receiving love and all of this is like something that I've really been working towards feeling good about and just working through and I realized like wow it came from a different lifetime you know and I've been working every single lifetime since then to get back to the sensation of yeah and also something that's interesting I haven't I didn't feel like I I haven't done another past life regression since because it takes a long time to integrate but something told me like I haven't reconnected with my soulmate in a lifetime since then and I think it was the sensation of like you're not ready to receive his love again because you don't feel deserving of it because it got ripped from me in the first place and I have a very strong feeling that this lifetime I'm currently in will be the first one since then that I reconnect with him because I worked through it and yeah so I'm sitting there going through these letters, feeling distraught, and then remember how earlier I said I felt like bears lived here. I died in that lifetime by being mauled by a bear. I didn't see the death and I didn't feel the death, but I knew that's what happened and I saw my body afterwards and basically Brian tells you, okay, you are out of your body now and you are hovering over it. And it's wild because I the thing I experienced of being pulled out of my body is exactly how they explain it in Journey of Souls when they mention death. Please read that book. It is incredible. And it blew my mind reading it because I was like, holy shit, this is what I experienced a couple of days ago when I was doing my past life regression. And it just solidified so much for me because I was like, I literally had a memory of this before I even knew this book, you know? It really solidified, wow, this is really what happens in the spirit world. And I really just remembered my death. <laughs> it was crazy. So I'm like hovering over my body and it's just floating in this pond. And there was something so symbolic in that because I am, I've always been incredibly drawn to water. I've always, I've just, it's been my safe place, which is wild. Um, and I died in my safe place, which is something like, honestly, kind of beautiful. It's a place I felt safest. Um, and I also have a feeling that my soulmate showed me that spot. So I felt like I felt really close to him there as well, which is why I felt like it was such a safe space for me. Could be wrong. That's just something I tuned into now. And then he tells you, okay, you, it's time for you to go to the spirit world now. There's nothing for you to hold on to anymore and someone's going to greet you. And once again, this is exactly how it goes in the book. Like you're being pulled just like a magnetic force is pulling you into the sky. Not really the sky, like the spirit world. So obviously, the sky is relative to spirits, but into the spirit world. And most times you'll have someone there to greet you. And I, that's exactly what I experienced. And mind you, I had this experience before I read this book and lo and behold who did we guess would greet me I literally knew who it was going to be it was my grandfather and it was oh I sobbed <laughs> because he just told me like you see how much you really deserve like I could tell it was just wild 
yeah, it was wild. And he also told me, um, we'll find each other in every lifetime. And that's another reason why I think it was our first lifetime together because he told me then and there, like, I will find you in every life. And it was just this most beautiful thing ever. Where's my journal? I'm trying to find my journal so I can read to you exactly what he said because I just finished this journal the other day. Oh, here it is. Let me get it. Um, and I want to, I want to read exactly what he said because I wrote it down. Um, and it was just such a beautiful experience. Um... Okay, here we go. Sorry, that took a minute. I said, he reminded me he is always here. We will find each other in every lifetime and that love is destined for me. Yeah, that was it. He didn't say, do you see how much you really deserve? Um, Because I was like, why would he say that if I just experienced such a tremendous loss? He was literally telling me like, love is destined for you. Trying to remind me that just because it got ripped away doesn't mean it was like, you don't deserve it. And that is beautiful. <laughs> I think that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And it's just really, like, that was the most incredible thing I've ever experienced. And then, wait, I don't know. how I, I said it was five days after I had my past life regression that I got the book. Definitely don't think that's correct. My concept of time is off. I think it may have been a week or two. <laughs> Um, cause I just got the book like last week and I did the past life regression. I don't know. I apologize for that. It really wasn't long though. It was just wild. And yeah, so that's what I'm going to say on that. I told you guys I wanted to go in deeper to it. And I think it's a beautiful story that I would love someone. I would love to hear about someone's past life regression because it's incredible. And if you do it, please tell me what your experience is like. Be open-minded and just let whatever comes up, come up. But yeah, I, this week has been incredible and intense I have been getting I'll tell you a little bit about it I'm not going to go into too much detail yet I feel like I always do that I always give you a little sneak peek of what the week was like and then I go into full detail later after I've really sat with it um I so many exciting things have been happening and the universe has really been telling me that and um also something that's been coming up a lot a lot of times things will come up in tarot readings that are like sort of hard pills to swallow, like, oh, not even a warning, but like, hey, this is coming up, heads up, like a heads up, you know, and a couple of months ago, like six months ago, I kept getting the five of pentacles, and if you know tarot, that's like the financial struggle card, the financial loss card, and I would just ignore it every time, I was like, no, not me, and then I went through my incredibly tough financial struggle, um, and I would just like to say, I am coming out the other side of that, so, there you have it, um, and I, I'm gonna, I really do want to talk, like, dedicate a whole episode to how that affected me, um, because I'm really proud of myself of how I navigated my way through that phase, but once again, for another time, I feel like I touched on it a decent amount in this podcast, because I, I want to get better at speaking on things when I'm going through them, but that's a difficult task for anybody, I feel, because it's still the situation of, like, I don't know how this is gonna go, um, so you don't really want to talk on it yet, but once again, I think that it's something I'm working on, but I am pulling the other side of it, and like I said, I just didn't want to believe it, but then it happened, so that's really showing trust tarot, and not only tarot, but, like, trust your spirit guides that are giving you this message, trust your intuition of knowing, like, yeah, 
you're right. Um, and also just knowing that financial struggle, as difficult as it is, it teaches you a hell of a lot. Another card that I'd been getting for a very long time was the tower. And I love the tower, but it was very clear this tower moment was going to happen in my family. And it was going to be something that really made me course correct um, and adjust my moving plans. And that happened the other day. Um, and I don't think I'll even go into too much detail about that when I do talk about this situation, but it was a tower moment for sure. If you know anything about tower, tarot, tower is like massive change. The tower blew up in front of your face. It can be incredible and it can be awful as well, but it's all about your perspective on big change. You know, it's a big moment for sure. A tower moment, like huge. So my tower moment happened. I'm pulling cards for myself the next day. I get the tower card again. I'm like, oh, good God. Give me a break. Uh, an hour later, I had a reading done for me. And that reading triggered a tower moment in me. But, like, in the best way possible, it made a lot of things click. The next day, which was yesterday, another tower moment happened. So, I definitely felt, like, as I was going into it, I was like, they come in threes. They come in threes. That kept repeating in my head. They come in threes. And I was like, Jesus, what are you talking about? And then my three tower moments happened. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I get it. So, since then, I've made some pretty massive changes some pretty massive things have happened, some pretty massive opportunities have come my way, and I've received an incredible gesture, which is part of the massive opportunity. It's just been wild. Um, some new business ideas are coming to fruition. I booked another trip to Boston for the first week of December with my friend Courtney, who I've yet to meet in person, but we've literally, like, we face him basically every day. It's so funny. Um, and we're also starting a podcast together. Courtney and I don't you dare worry I'm not leaving this podcast this is my safe space and I love it so much and I would never give this up I I once again want to just say how thankful I am for releasing the control and the structure of this podcast because when I was doing it with like have to upload once a week on Saturdays at 9 a.m I hated it and I got so burnt out now I'm like yeah if I don't post for three weeks that's okay but I love to record you know so I'll do it when I want to Courtney and I, we're going to do a podcast that maybe is a bit more structured. We're going to have specific segments. I'm just excited to do a podcast with someone. I love to talk. As you can tell, I've talked for 30 minutes straight by myself and I'm good at talking by myself. Um, but I'm excited to like have our energies bounce off of each other. I'm an Aquarius sun, Aries moon, Leo rising. She's a Capricorn sun, Gemini moon, Scorpio rising. And our energies just bounce off of each other. So keep your eye out for that. We'll have a new podcast coming soon. It's going to be very fun. We're going to have guests on. We're going to have fun segments. Not going to give too much away yet, but I definitely want you to keep your eye out for that. So as you can tell, there's some really exciting things happening. <laughs> Crazy things. It just depends on your perspective. My perspective is we're moving. Like, yes, I'm actually moving, but like movement is happening and that's all that matters. Change is great. I love change. I am open to change because that brings abundance and growth. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm just feeling happy and grateful and amazing because today has been an incredible day. I had so many new ideas, so many awesome things happened. And I'll talk about it more in depth later, but I really just, it's literally like 9 o'clock p.m. Oh, 9 o'clock p.m.? That sounded weird. Also, I won't lie, one downer. The clocks went back, or forward, no, that's in spring. It's getting dark at, like, 5 o'clock. 
that's a doozy. That honestly hurts my feelings. Today it was like, oh my god, it's five o'clock, it's dark out. I want to go to sleep. So I'm glad I'm doing this, but I'm not sleeping. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to record. Got some new candles for my altars. And I also got a new journal. Oh, I can't wait to tell you. It, the, so many crazy things happened that were just so symbolic. Um, but a new journal for this new phase is just so perfect. And I, it's just crazy. I literally finished my journal at the peak of one of my tower moments. And it was like, wow, this is really the end of a phase. So, yeah, that's going to be all for today's episode. I don't think I have anything else to share besides the fact that I reorganized my bookshelf. And I love it. <laughs> um, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions, DM me. Um, if you're interested in my one-on-one coaching, DM me. I am coming up with a group coaching program, which is exciting. If you're tuned in to the end, this is a very special announcement for those of you who listen all the way through. Um, it is going to be about connecting with yourself, your intuition, and your spirit team more. So, if you're interested in that, DM me. I would love to know. But yeah, I love you all. I'll catch up with you next time. Till then. Do your thing, do what's best for you, and trust your intuition. I love you with my whole heart. I'm going to give you a kiss on the head now. (laughs) Have a good day.